But TJ and Bronwyn, animal rescue. Let me tell a quick story here for a second. So picture me on um, right about to approach the roundabout at Highway 3 that turns into Howard uh, and, and 401. the 401. Yeah, yeah. And I'm headed um, like towards Kingsville, Leamington. And so there's this little pond on the left side and there's these geese that have left the pond. And it's like two adults flanking like 10 little baby goslings and they're trying to cross at that spot with like transport trucks at the roundabout like, the roundabout they're Damn. trying to cross so i'm like no i will not let these like geese die i just won't because they're gonna die they're gonna die so luckily there was the traffic behind me wasn't that bad and a transport truck actually stopped and saw what i was doing so he blocked traffic for me but picture me like on the two lanes of like oh, a I, I am very busy like highway connecting roundabout and I'm hissing at these like adult geese who are hissing at me, but I'm like making myself big in this weird squatty position being like, come on, come on. And I'm like trying to get them to go back. Oh. And I eventually got them to go back. And it was just the most hilarious thing. Cause there's people coming up like from the 401 connecting and they had to stop and they're like, what is going on? And I'm just like, <laughs> Ron went in the middle of the road, hissing at ducks, but no geese died that day. Well, I can't prove that, yeah. but like not on your watch. No, on, not on my watch. Died that uh, day. That's a good story. It was crazy, and then I saved ducks the similar way, but I had to put them in my shirt. Little baby. That's ducklings. not similar at all. <laughs> you hissed at them and went, put it. That's totally different. There were there was these little abandoned group of ducklings in the middle of the road in front of Antonino's. And I stopped and I couldn't pick them all up. So I started stuffing them in my shirt. <laughs> and then I went were, were to they, the... Were they ducklings? They were ducklings. They were yeah. like, I could fit them in my palm. Yeah. So I was just literally fisting. And in, and in your shirt. Yeah. Just, like just full on. At first I imagined palm. adult ducks that you were stuffing in your shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> Bronwyn, yeah. that's a step too far, I think. <laughs> Please stop harassing those ducks. Yeah. And then I went into the convenience store that was still there. It's not there anymore. But, and I was like, can I have a box? And he's like, why? And I'm like, because I, I have a shirt full of ducks. And so, yeah, he gave me a box that had like Fritos in it. Or Did something. he have any follow up questions? No, nope. he just handed me a box and I walked out and I took them to the Humane Society who got in touch with wings. And that's nice. The, the baby ducks. Bronwyn. Yeah. Bird rescuer. <laughs> you know, right? It's like, how many times do I have to encounter birds in peril? Uh, I rescued uh, injured a possum once. Oh. It was on Malden Road and it was like, obviously it had been hit and it was in the center line and I was riding my bike and like... They're kind of ugly looking. No offense to them. I think they're <laughs> sweet animals, back. but like they're kind of ugly, especially when they're mean. Cause then they just like snarl. Oh yeah. Uh, so I was trying to get them like off the road, but like th this angry possum that just got hit is now trying to like come at me yes. in defense. Oh yeah. So I'm like standing, I have lights on my bike. It's dark. It's Malden Road, so people are like flying, and, be, and I'm in the middle of the road, being like, "Go around, go around, <laughs> don't kill this uh, creature." Yeah, and I had to keep like the bike between myself and the opossum. Oh my goodness! Uh, eventually, again, this nice man, um, this construction worker, stopped, uh, and I thought he was gonna be like, "What are you doing? Get out of the road!" But he got a broom, and he's like, "Here, I'll help you." And he like, we use this broom and push this opossum <laughs> across the road. As soon as it touched grass. It ran and it looked like it was totally fine. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, wow. So it was much. playing possum. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's it. That's it. Uh, but TJ and Bronwyn, Animal Rescue.
On behalf of the Windsor Speak Easy crew, we acknowledge that we are on land surrounded by water and originally inhabited by Indigenous peoples who have traveled this area since time immemorial. This territory is within the lands honored by the Wampum Treaties, agreements between the Ashinabe, the Haudenosaunee, the Lene Lenape, and allied nations to peacefully share and care for the resources around the Great Lakes. We want to acknowledge the presence of the Three Fires Confederacy, the Ojibwe, the Odawa, and the Potawatomi, and the Huron-Wendat peoples. We are dedicated to honoring their, the indigenous history and culture while remaining committed to moving forward respectfully with all First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. Well, hello everybody. You are listening to, in your earballs, the Windsor Speakeasy podcast, starring me, Bronwyn. And my pal, TJ. Welcome. My, yeah, my pronouns are he, him. Mine are she, they, slash robot today, I guess. I guess. That's all right. I like that. Sometimes I like to be silly and weird. Well, most of the time. I would <laughs> You're right. Well, we're talking about Ward 4. 4. Uh, generalizes the Walkerville Ward. Yeah. And if you don't know... On October 24th, we have an election coming up for our municipality, the city of Windsor. Um, you get to w- vote for mayor. You also get to vote for a city councilor that represents a small geographic location. And our city is chopped up into 10 of them. And those are called wards. Your neighborhood. Like our last episode, if you listen to it, uh, Ward 3. Ward 4 does not have an incumbent. Can you tell us what an incumbent is, Brownman? Well, I'm sure you're sick of hearing it from me, but repetition leads to um, acquired knowledge. So an incumbent is the person who previously held the position and ran for the previous term and may or may not run again for the next election. Yeah, so it's an open seat. The previous councillor, popular councillor, Chris Holt, is taking a stab at the mayoral run. Team Holt. Hopefully you've seen a sign or have heard something about that, and we'll get into that later. But right now we're talking about its old ward. Um, Chris is popular. You know, the ward, unlike downtown in our previous episode, which has one business improvement association, so like one group of businesses that work together or at least collaborate a little bit, there are four BIAs in Ward 4. That is a diverse uh, subsection of the city. Like... Truly. Yeah, yeah, you have. Uh, let me let me tell y'all where it is. Uh, so the northern border is the river, and then it's from Howard to Walker. Yeah, so we have another unique ward, just like how the downtown is the core. Let's say, like, the heart of the city. Well, like, the Walkerville Ward 4 is like the lungs. Still very important apparatus to the city and, and houses, like you said, these uh, diverse BIAs. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pockets of of cool things in there there's uh walkerville proper there's the section of wyandotte between downtown and walkerville um you know if you look at ottawa bia ottawa street yes that's in there yeah yeah um if you look at real estate listings in ward four most of them are going to say walkerville just because that sells houses like even like 
places that are probably not considered Walkerville. Like, yeah, we are South Walkerville. And anyways, yes, um, it is a high voter turnout ward. There's high engagement in this ward. There's a diverse range of affluence and those at the uh, bottom, the 10th decile of income. So interesting things coming out of Ward 4. Mm-hmm. And also, too, it's, it happens to be the also housed the second hospital. And so downtown, we have a hospital in downtown and we have a hospital in Ward 4 as well. Yeah. And, and technically, right? It's yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the most interesting races in the city, I think. I, like, I have no idea who's going to win. I honestly don't know who I would personally vote for if I was a resident. Me too. That's, Me too. That's a very, it's a, there's a lot of genuine people who have genuine passion for the, their ward and the city and people who have name recognition. They've put themselves out there and have a lot of experience, um, being public facing. And so it's really interesting to see how these people choose to separate themselves from each other. Because I, when I did my research for this ward, there were only a few people that had very unique things that set them apart. There was a lot of like people that were kind of headed in the same direction. So I'm really curious to see if anyone chooses to push themselves forward or push themselves to the side or however they choose to stand out. You want to get into it? Let's get into it. Let's do it. We want you to check out stuff on your own, too, if you Please. can. Uh, we are starting at the City of Windsor's website where all the candidates are listed, and they have links to their socials or websites or things like that. TJ and I are not experts. We do not know more than you. We just took the leap of faith and and headed into the research game. So we're just, if we can do it, you can do it. So you can use us as a jumping off point. You can come to this podcast and get some ideas and then go explore those ideas on your own. That's what I would truly love that you would do. City politics is, affects almost everything you do. And it's important for everybody in the community to vote and have their voices heard and be informed in those choices. Mm-hmm. So trying to help you get there yeah some uh, agency let's do it let's dive into it alphabetical it's hard because there's a there's not clear front runners there, there are some that stand out but there's not clear front runners in this so sorry if we don't give everyone equal time we're just based on going based off of what we know and kind of our speculation. Yeah. And you might hear some paraphrasing of some platform ideas if we happen to have repeated that platform idea several different times. Because that's going to come up. Yeah. Because all these folks want the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, let's get into it. So yeah. we have off the bat Giovanni John Abadi. Um, I do recognize this name. Me too. Uh, he has run as a Green Party candidate before. Um, I, he's, he may have run into Cumpsy before, uh, but, but he's definitely into politics and uh, he stands out policy wise for me in this group. Um, Brahman, what did you learn? Um, well, he has, uh, he's branded himself as the green candidate. So he is very, um, 
environment forward. Um, he is in, from a background of uh, urban watershed planner, waste management. Um, he says he has uh, experience in active transport advocacy, um, and he has uh, some environmental stewardship experience. He really believes in the global green economy. So he thinks Windsor should fall in line with that that concept that we need to be better stewards to our environment. I'm all about this. Yeah, can't complain. Uh, no complaints with that yeah. uh, position. Um, uh, some, some the, uh, on his website, uh, I was looking for more, and he had a blog that was supposed to be coming. Uh, he said, look for it in the first week of September, and it wasn't up yet, which yeah. is unfortunate. So I'd like to hear more from Mr. Abadi. Uh, I've talked to Mr. Abadi about weird environmental things because I nerd out about that sometimes. So we got along quite well. Um, maybe this would get my vote. I don't know. We, we'll, we'll get into that later. He but. did mention some things. Uh, speaking of standing out, sure. he did mention a few things that I hadn't read yet from any other candidate. Um, he wanted to pursue a light commuter rail system which is we haven't really the rail conversation is more historical in nature and not something we've right yeah then that would be something like a streetcar or like yeah yeah he also wants to promote the hemp industry in with respect to oils and fabrics so alternative uses for hemp and um he wanted to establish a provincial tree nursery so these were things these were very um environmentally aspects that I hadn't heard in the Windsor conversation. So um, good for him for at least having some unique ideas that we haven't heard yet. Sure. I, I'm curious, like, where we would grow hemp in Ward 4. But, but, but listen, that, that's, this, is, this is not invalid to talk about this yeah. because, um, as the mayor said when he got elected last time, he was looking to diversify the economy. Yep. Um, we've seen investments, they are in the car industry, they're in the electric car industry, but they're still in the car industry. So we're not really diversifying a whole lot. We're kind of stuck in that yeah. same shoe hole that Windsor's been in, um, which, which is good. There's jobs coming that is good for the community. Um, but agriculture is part of, you know, what we do, we do have agricultural land in within the city limits. Uh, we're going to build a hospital on it, hopefully. Maybe we'll see, yeah. but it may, maybe if you were that voice on council, it is something you, you could have the city invest in and look into. Yeah. So Mr. Abadi, good for you for putting some ideas out there that are uh, different. Um, thank you for advocating for eco passages for Ojibwe. I think that is a very, very um, close to my heart. valuable stance because, you know, there are other creatures out there other than us you know clunky greedy humans thousands we have to think thousands of, of uh, amphibians and reptiles get squashed by cars every year in Ojibwe and most of them are species at risk yeah and that is just blech, blech, no so good on you um, John for for speaking out for those uh, those beings yeah let's move on I think I think yeah but if you definitely are if you find yourself a green person if you like the green voice, Check him out. He sure. had a website and a Facebook, so you can find um, Mr. Body on the internet and learn more about him. Our next candidate's an interesting candidate. I agree. Uh, our next candidate's Eddie Haddad. His website is vote-a. 
Because his name's Eddie Haddad and A. Like, yeah, there was some weird wordplay on on a Canadian stereotype. I can tell you what I know of, of Eddie from before he was elected. Uh, he's definitely involved in politics. Um, and there are no parties in municipal politics. But he was involved in many different parties on many different levels. This is a guy who likes politics. Yeah. Or likes what? Surrounding himself in politics makes him look like and feel like. Sure. It seems like Eddie really likes, he likes himself. He really is proud of his accomplishments and he's um, not afraid to tell you all about him. Yeah, he's he's running an org- organization, right? Um, a nonprofit of some sort. Uh, did you look into that at all, Brahman? Not really. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, it was hard to like, I, I, I didn't do too much digging, but I'm like, what is this about? Um, something about sunshine. There's a lot of interesting content. He has a TikTok that is very interesting. That is no longer accessible based on the link I tried to click on. Really? I got the big 404 page not found. Dang. So I looked at it on a train this weekend. Maybe it's, maybe it's Eddie, down. Don't be ashamed of your TikTok. It's, it's interesting. Like, uh, show us what you got. You just, why don't you check it out? Please let us know what you think of it. If you can access it. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe it's private and you just have to request. Is that, maybe. Is that maybe. a thing on TikTok? Oh, I know. I literally get the 404. Like, Oh yeah. So I don't know what's up. Anyways, regardless, Eddie, uh, let's talk about policy. What did, yeah. what did you, what did you think Eddie stood for? Um, he seemed to be uh, a proponent for, um, he, he said there's a lack of support for other areas in the ward other than the distillery district. So I feel like he may have a little chip on his shoulder or he feels like that um, there was too much focus on just one portion of ward four and the other portions are being ignored. Yeah. So he wanted to be the voice for the, the neglected. He actually used the term neglected parts of ward four. I, I think that's valid for this reason. Listen, Walkerville revitalized the strip that we know as Walkerville, where the restaurants are and where the higher walkers is that part of winter is doing good. Yes. The, the mayor has a, and, and city administration has a plan to district the city. And the first district that they decided to pour money into was the one that was doing the best, like arguably the best already. Yeah. Fair enough. And so like, there's some validity that like, I think that was an easy win because like you, it's, you can't make it worse, like by putting a statue on the corner. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's that, that I think that's valid. Yes. But I didn't see really like how, right? Like any, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. So Eddie has an opinion on that. So that's what I noticed is that no one else had really called that out. So he brought light to that. So if that's, if he's representing a group of people that feel the same way, then good for him for giving that, um, that opinion, some, uh, you know, some platform. Um, he also, he just, I found that it was more, his website was more about him than what he really wants. Mm-hmm. Like he had an interesting, um, he wanted us to know that he's a poet and an opera singer. It's good to have lots of skills and lots of interests, but I'm not quite sure how those things. I would love if, in city chambers the reason he gave for his decision was in poem form like that 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 would be interesting at least oh yeah mr our mr mayor is a poet too he wrote a poem <laughs> he doesn't know it um 
we're going to talk about something because I think it's important to talk about it. Uh, a lot of these candidates talk about safety. Yes. But it's hard to read through what that means. Safety is a term that is, seems to be a blanket for a lot of these candidates, which is going to encompass some things that might be a little bit misleading as to what they actually are advocating for, which I find to be a little bit muddy and I don't love it. But safety that seems to be lumped in, I like see like like uh, the lighting in parks, Eddie mentioned. Um, he also mentioned downtown as an issue for Ward 4. I don't know what he means by downtown being an issue for Ward 4, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he talks about making streets safer, uh, traffic calming, zebra patterns in front of schools so crossings are easier and safer, speed bumps. Uh, a lot of like kind of easy win things, which is good. Like these are things we need. Um it's notable that he doesn't take a hardline approach on like what what I'm going to coin the tough on crime. He's trying to take a holistic approach yes. to unhoused people in the city and, yeah. and, and people who use drugs. Um, I, th- I think that's good. If you're interested in Eddie Haddad, check out his stuff. He is definitely a character. Uh, yeah. Definitely in this realm of politics, qualified or not, I don't know. I- I'm not well, going to judge that. As I'll, I'll quote Eddie, he describes himself as a visionary with a youthful spirit. So if that's is, what is that's that, you, is that a what quote? you dig, yeah, yeah. Good. he's a visionary with a youthful spirit. So if that's what you dig, then check out Eddie, Eddie Haddad. Gregory Heal is our next uh, candidate. All right. Greg, Greg has a website and he's on Facebook. Um, he's chosen. What was interesting is that he's has a colorless theme and um, I, I I'm going to speculate here for a minute, but Gregory's very much a, a prudent uh, with, with money. He wants, he wants to cut spending. He doesn't like what the money's being spent on. So I'm wondering if he's worried about colored ink. And the price of paying for printing in color. Well, he chose black and white. And, and he shortened he shortened his name. He must be Gregory Heal II because he goes by GH2. Okay. Because that's so I'm wondering if his, like, yeah, is his financial prudence like bleeding into his campaign decisions maybe? Because uh, black and white ink. I mean, cheaper. He's cutting costs wherever he's trimming the fat, <laughs> wherever he can. A campaign is not cheap. So, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe that's it. I I don't know. I'm I'm speculating, folks. Um, Ask Gregory yourself. Yeah. So he has two big issues on his website. Yep. Uh, one is excessive, frivolous capital spending. Uh, he does not like that. He doesn't want us to spend money on. I think he mentions the streetcar. Um, there's some strong words. He's uh, passionate about this for yep. sure. Um, worth the read for sure. Yeah. The the other issue he brings up is the need for regional government in Windsor-Essex, which may or may not be a good idea. I'm not really the person to speculate on that, but I can tell you that you can't do that as a city council. Yeah, that's above your pay grade. Yeah, like if if that's what you want to do, you need to run to be a representative in a provincial role because the province really 
dictates how the municipalities work. So if that, if that's your like your your thing, you're running the wrong election. Yeah. So Gregory stands out in this uh, respect because no one no one's really brought up that concept. Um, but he is the second candidate to kind of want to shake things up on a fundamental level. Because remember our candidate in Ward Two, I forget her name. Pardon my ignorance, but. Uh, she wanted to go towards that uh, municipalism, right? So we now have like we're talking about fundamental shifts. So these people, you know, you know, Dilkins, Colin, Holt, radical. These are definitely more <laughs> in line with the true definition of radical. Just in the sense that it's requiring a huge fundamental, yeah, like shift. a huge shift. So like rather than there be a a city council and LaSalle have their own city council, he wants everything in Windsor Essex. So like probably from Leamington. To Bell River and all the way west, yeah, yeah. to be under one regional government, which has pros and cons. We're not here to speculate that. You can't do that as a city councilor. Yeah, it's a huge fundamental structural shift that's going to like... Interesting to have in the conversation. Big goal to shoot for. Yeah. Let's talk about it again when the provincial elections come up. Yeah. Other things I noticed about Gregory... He's definitely anti-Dilkins. He does not agree with the way Dilkins has been spending money. Um, his kind of slogan was back to basics. That kind of is a, like, I want to put up the red flag because what do you consider basics, Gregory? Mm-hmm. You are... A, is that libertarian? Like, let's just like... Or basics to like the times when people had less rights. That's where I get, mm. you know, when people want the way things used to be or back mm. to like, what quite, when, what do you yeah, mean? When, when like you're trying to rewind things or that sounds like trying to backwards. things down. I don't know. Uh, so okay, that, cool. there's some interpretation. That's why I'm like, I don't put up the red flag, but it's, I'm holding it tight. There's also an exclamation point at the end of it. Like it's, yeah, I think he's the first person to put an exclamation point on his like lit. Yeah. Yeah. And his, his background is a former architect and chair and former chair of the Windsor Heritage Committee. So back to basics maybe is a historical thing for him. I don't know. Um, ask him. Um, but anyways, he was another candidate that decided to not answer the questions on the questionnaire and just give us an autobiographical paragraph. So I just always found that as an interesting choice because questionnaires have a framework. Generally, the, you did follow he ans- the did framework. He an- did he answer the questions? Uh, he just sort of told us what we he thought we needed to know so okay. okay so yeah go check out he has a website facebook black and white that's You're, gregory don't adjust your screen he chose those colors yeah and honestly this is a war with so many candidates anything can happen so we can't count out think we can say that our next candidate has massive name recognition yes he's made he's made a splash on the political scene um and gave himself a little piece of the pie already Mm -hmm. so our next candidate is matt marchand um and in 2018 he ran against drew dilkins for the mayoral shot um he had a big hill to climb uh it was tough for him coming in. Kind basically, I didn't know who he was. Um, it was uh, kind of an anything, anyone but Dilkins kind of bandwagon that kind of happened. 
Um, that's not to discredit or, or invalidate his qualities and as a candidate and all that, but there just was a big, like, I think Drew had just been named one of the least popular mayors in all of Canada. There was only like one mayor that was less popular than him. That's interesting. That was in like 2017 or something. So he had like, he had some low points. So we thought maybe Matt could do something about that, but yeah, so Matt Matt took 35% of the vote then and I don't we can't say for certain if that was a vote for Matt Marchand or a vote against Drew Dilkins. Um Yeah, and and that it's I mean, I think the sentiments about Drew are probably still true and that will make the mayoral race in mayoral race interesting. Um but we'll have to talk about that later because yeah. you'll have to keep listening week after week to find out about the mayor race. Yeah. But even though Matt um, has the experience of running a campaign and and performing decently in that campaign, he also has a lot of experience uh, in with the Regional Chamber of Commerce. Um, he was a policy assistant in the mayor's office. And so he has, again, kind of like Brian has that BIA advantage. Um, Matt has a bit of advantage with that proximity to the mayor's office and, and working directly with policy and, um, having that experience as a financial consultant as well. So he does have a mixed bag of valuable experience, which makes him an interesting candidate. Yeah. The, the, the job of being a counselor when you're at the council table and reading those long, boring reports uh, i mean they're boring because they're hard to understand um it, you got have to have some experience in that realm to do the job effectively um so yeah i think he has some background that will make him efficient at his job yeah and and to move towards um what his uh platform policies are and what he identifies as issues he is pretty um you know don't he used the safety word again which it just makes me gives me a little twitch because I would like you to be a little more specific. But he's talking about traffic calming, community livability, the things that are generally quite positive for our city. So they're not widely like different from anything, but they are like at least pointing in the right direction. And a lot of through lines are the same as all the other candidates that we're going to talk about as well. Um, if you want to know more about Matt, he's got an insane, like his, his presence is big. He's got a website. He does uh, like live streams on Mondays, I believe. If you want to ask some questions, I'm sure you can hop on those and send him some questions there. Um, accessible, qualified, can probably do the job. Yeah, he's one of those people that like maybe would get my vote. Like I, I, you know, I, I did vote for him before. I've done it before. So you know, what's stopping me now? There's less of the anyone but Dilkins since he's not running against him this time. But um, yeah, definitely take a take a look at what he has to offer and does it align with you? Reach out to him. You know, figure out if he's the guy for you. Ready to move on? Turn in the page. Mark McKenzie. Mark McKenzie, I know that name. How do you know that name, Bronwyn? I know that name from... Uh, do you listen to the radio? I do listen to the radio, and my favorite station when I, in 1996, when we used to listen to it in the lunchroom in Mrs. Fish's classroom, was 89X. Wow. Cool. Yeah. And he was on at lunchtime? Well, not at lunchtime, oh, but, but the he, radio station. Like, okay. if you were a kid in Windsor-Essex County in it the 90s... the radio The station. biggest radio station. 89X. So like, yeah. 
Yeah, New good. Rock Alternative, yeah. 89X. Uh, and they used to take the stickers and t- make them say sex so instead funny. of 89X. That was like the gimmick in my school. I, I've probably seen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, he was a personality on yes. that radio station, right? Yep. Uh, lives in Ward 4 now. He's uh, a realtor uh, currently. Cool. Um, I understand that, I mean, uh, what's, how we talk about things has changed a lot since he was a radio host, uh, and he talked a lot on radio. So there were some things that he said when he was a radio host that were probably not acceptable to say today. Mm-hmm. Um, those things got brought up. I, I, I didn't dig too far into it, um, but I did look at his platform. So that did come up. I think there was a little quabble between him and another candidate about it. Um, but we'll, we'll get into his platform. I saw some red flags. Uh, he used the term tough on crime, which sounds to me like more police, more arrests, uh, more criminalizing in, uh, behaviors that are frowned upon. Like, yeah. And if you've listened to other, us talk about it before, like that's not an effective solution to It's just a, a bit of a, f- um, a catchphrase that usually ends up in inequitable practices when it comes to how the police handle certain situations for sure for sure um there's a lot of things that aligned with a lot of other folks in this race safer communities um did anything stand out to you um again i just always give kudos to people who want to throw their hat in the ring and want to to make their community better and and so he did, like he said, he was inspired by starting a South Windsor, or South Walkerville Residents Association. So if you're trying to gather people to listen to what they have to say, that's commendable. I will always give you props for trying to gather people to talk about, you know, the issues that are facing everyone in, in, in your own backyard. So that is a commendable thing. And if that inspires you to seek a position of power, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, for real. Good for you. And if you want to know more, check it out. Um, he has that name recognition yep. uh, from being on the radio. The folks that live in the ward are probably old enough to have remembered yep. him from the radio. Um, so, yeah, we can't count him out. I, I think he's got a shot. Yeah. Like, and and he's, he's connected in the arts and culture uh, community as well. He's he's. Um, you know, obviously in, with radio, the music industry, the, you know, and, um, those spaces, he's going to be an advocate for those spaces. And a lot of my friends, uh, are in those spaces too. So it's really cool to have a voice coming from that angle. Let's just hope that maybe, yeah, some of those dicey things are maybe just ignorance. People grow, maybe, people yeah, grow, people grow, give you space to evolve. Uh, anything stand out in his stuff for you? Nope, not really, to be honest. Okay, check him out. Make your own decisions. Yeah. We'll move on to Jake Rondo. Jake. Yeah. I know Jake. Tell me what you know about Jake. Um, I met Jake. Uh, I oversee a youth sports league. And Jake, uh, his children play in my league. And Jake has been a very dedicated, very well-respected volunteer in our league. He coaches his children. Um, and, yeah, he's a really good person. I really like Jake. 
but that I, I again I'm biased because I know him and I've interacted with him uh, for several years now throughout the summers and uh, I just like him he's a good guy and he's a very dedicated and uh, very busy person to be volunteering to coach youth sports that's yeah and he's on a lot of boards and he has a lot of experience in these realms uh, I did I didn't know this name from before but that's just because I haven't been in the spheres that he's been involved in Um I think he's qualified. His presence is amazing. He's running a, a very respectable campaign. Um, uh, his campaign kickoff is happening Saturday from the time of taping. And it's a pizza and park cleanup. Isn't that great to go to a park? Like, okay. Like, uh, typically what a campaign kickoff would entail is like, Maybe you get pizza and then give people lawn signs or flyers to drop off for you. Yeah. But instead, he's choosing to take that time to clean a park, which I think is interesting, and and that stood out for me. And and you know what that that kind of line aligns itself with kind of who I know Jake to be because when you say you haven't heard his name a lot, that's not because he's not doing stuff. It's because he's doing stuff and not standing up and taking credit for all that stuff. Got it. He's not jumping into the photo for those optics moments. He's not patting himself on the back from behind a podium, taking pictures with people. You know what I mean? He's just going out and doing the work. Cool. And so that makes sense that his campaign uh, kickoff is having people go out and do the work. Cool. So that kind of really lines up with who I know Jake to be. So I really think that he is worth listening to and maybe giving him a chance to lead on a, on a grander scale. Definitely passes my vibe check. Yeah. 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 Me too. And that's, again, I have personal bias. I know him. I think he's a wonderful guy and wonderful volunteer, but yeah, go check him out. Yeah. Full platform on his website. Very in detailed. Nothing stood out to me. No, I didn't see any red flags as I read through it. Honestly. Yeah. And again, like just really think he's, he's, you know, pointing, he wants to get things in the right direction. Like he's, yeah. he's headed down a good path. A person of significance uh, is our next candidate because they are the only female representation uh, in this in this group of people. Kristen Siapis uh, is our next candidate we're going to talk about. Um, I've met Kristen a few times. Um, I was involved with theater when I was younger. I met her through that. Uh, I've met her again recently because, you know, I'm out going to events in the city and, and she's there and she has a presence. She's talking to people. Um, she's involved in the education uh, and the arts. Um, a weird thing that like doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Her graphic design, best signs in the city because she's got this cool, funky four. So, it's, so, it's so nice. <laughs> I like that's the detail it's, you picked. Yeah, it's I so nice. It. Yeah, like if I'm picking the best sign, I think Kristen wins best sign in the city. Huh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. That's even... going against uh, Sydney in Ward Seven. I like ooh, their sign too. Ooh, yes. Yeah. yeah, they have a good sign. Yeah. Um. But I just, I'm going to say Go um, Kristen stands out to me as someone that I would like to vote for because politically I do identify as a woman, even though I'm more of a ge- gender non-conforming human. But politically, um, as a feminist, I do identify as a woman. So for her to step into that and be the lone 
wolf in that category and to really push for that uh, some more of gender balance, that is awesome. And I also appreciate really um, greatly that she is reaching out to the queer community. Um, people forget that queer people have income and pay taxes and care just as much about everything. So to seek out specifically endorsements from my community is meaningful. And uh, there's not many candidates. There's candidates that show up for pride events and, and are absolutely, you know, pro speaking for every Windsorite. Kristen has specifically gone out of her way to make sure that queer residents in her ward know that she's an ally, know that she's specifically paying attention to their existence and, and humanity. So Very cool. I, I, I know she's out pounding pavement and knocking on doors. She's working hard. She's running a very strong campaign. Her campaign kickoff, again, this is just another thing that started to me, her campaign kickoff was a concert. She threw a little concert in Lansbury Park, I believe. Again, pizza and a party rather than like, hey, go to work. Like patting yourself on the back and handing out photos of yourself. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so again, another another vibe check. She's got a top contender if I was in Ward 4. For yeah, again, this is where my heartstrings are pulled at because I want to, you know, I would love to vote for a strong female ally. And then, you know, but there's other guys that you just, you know, personally more. And it, again, Ward 4, tough race for tough me. Tough race. Tough race for me to get behind somebody just blindly. There's one last candidate that we're going to talk about, and we're not going to talk much about him because there's not a lot out there. Uh, it is Patrick Sutherland. Um, he has an email on the city website. Did you find anything more about him? Not much worth noting, to be honest. Cool. If you know more about Patrick Sutherland, hit us up at our socials. Yes. DM us. At Windsor Speak EZ, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok. Yeah, give us the 411. We're open to new information. So let us know what you know. And if we know more, we'll put it on our socials and let you know. We got to do it. Who 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 would you vote for if you lived in Ward 4? <sighs> this is hard. I, I, it's you know what? I'd have to flip a coin between Jake and Kristen. I would have to. Yeah. I would have to just because I like voting with my heart, and those are the people that appeal to my heart more than my head. Sure. And I just love to lead heart first. Yeah, I I have a tough time because uh, I want a candidate like Giovanni Abadi. Uh, you know, I want yes. that strong environmental voice and that voice to be at the table in every city council meeting. Um but I also want to vote for Kristen. But you can't I, vote at all, so it right, is moot. Right, but if, if, if I was voting with my heart, I think Mr. Abadi would get my vote, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, I like, he's also going to talk about the things that everyone else is talking about, because that's what the community is talking about, obviously, if it yep. shows up in these platforms over and over again. Um, I'm really interested in why he stood out. Yeah. And I want that voice yeah. at the city council table. I think that's a wrap we got more awards coming up oh there's lots of awards guys you you got lots more to hear this was the big yeah. one we got through it, it oh was, yeah we did it we and I, I like good luck residents of ward four choosing yep. your candidate uh if you're stuck 
between two, reach out to them. Talk to them. If they're available to you, that's a plus already. And like, if you reach out to two candidates and one does not get back to you, maybe that's easier for you to make your choice. But uh, as Brian always says, have the hard conversations, step outside your comfort zone. Uh, These people are very nice and they're going to be nicer because they want your vote. Um, And they are going to have time to, if they give you the time to listen to you and address your concerns, then they deserve uh, some support. Absolutely. And yeah, he wrapped it up real nice, DJ. Thanks. Cool. I think I think that's it. Good yeah, luck, right. residents of Ward 4. If you know someone who lives in Ward 4, send them this podcast so they can listen, so they can be more informed, and they get R411, and they can do their own research, because uh, this is a doozy. Yep, but have those hard conversations. I believe in you. I have faith in you. You can do it.